Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again for our first match reaction stream of the new season after Arsenal's we could say nervy, nervy win against Nottingham Forest. You know football's back, bro, when I'm basically on the edge of my seat. I'm nervous, even though Arsenal are playing at home against Nottingham Forest. But we've got the job done. Three points. Um, we take back the three points. First win of the Premier League campaign. I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie for this one. Charlie, how you doing? Yeah, I'm a lot better now that I heard that final whistle, I'm not going to lie. I mean, Premier League's back. This is the Premier League, isn't it? That's the story of the Premier League, the the excitement of it, and then it has the nerviness of it, the nervousness, sorry. It's just, yeah, that, that, that kind of like sums up the Premier League as a whole. But I think... But yeah, it was it, it was a weird game because it all, it almost seemed like it was so... We, we were so comfortable the whole game and then all of a sudden Forrest make a couple of subs and bam, they've scored. And then and then that's where the nervousness started to kick in. And obviously you think, oh, there's only 10 minutes left. And then there's the seven minutes of added time on at the end. And we've got to get used to that now. We have mm. to get used to, the, uh, used to this amount of added time on at the end. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more than seven minutes each game, really. Um because obviously they're trying to get into what happened at the World Cup, the kind of like added time, aren't they? So, yeah, we need to get used to that because I, I, I knew that it was coming, but I was just like, oh, no, another seven minutes on top of this. But no, Arsenal were able to keep it going. We we're able to we we're able to keep hold of hold of the lead. We were able to keep Forrest out uh, to stop them from getting that second and equalising. But yeah, as a whole, I'm, I guess I'm really happy that it's uh, that we've actually got the win in the end. Yeah, definitely. We'll dissect everything in terms of the positives, the negatives, um, the injury worry for Julian Timber uh, as well, which, um, fingers crossed, we're hoping it's not too serious. But we'll start off with the game itself. Um, the formation... Even though the game started at 1 p.m., we need to we need to chuck that in as well. But obviously, with the turnstile issue, um, ticketing issues, I think um, it was it was not a surprise. I've seen a lot of fans on social media be be speaking about um, the ticketing issues in recent weeks, and um, yeah, the kickoff was delayed. Um, but the formation, 
It was different. It was what we've touched on in terms of how we saw Arsenal playing last season towards the latter stages of the games, latter stages of, of the season. And we're playing against Nottingham Forest. I think Party played in this inverted right-back role um, in possession. Basically, when Arsenal have possession, possession, he's a midfielder. Out of possession, we play in a back four and he's the right-back. Um, I think against teams like Nottingham Forest, who, who implement that low block system, I think it's perfect, to be fair. I think it's a very good system. I think it showed with the stats early on in the first half. I think we had 80% possession at one point. We were dominating. Yeah. We were in cruise control. We had a lot of the ball. We had a lot of control of, of the proceedings of the game. And I think that's the right way in terms of implementing this sort of system because we, we're going to have teams coming to the Emirates. Apart from Manchester City, You'd have to say the Emirates is one of the most intimidating grounds for, for away oppositions to go to. So you're going to have teams like Nottingham Forest sitting back, looking to hit Arsenal on the counter-attack. And we have to find different variations in our game to, to trouble them and unlock these defences. And I thought Arta implemented a, a very good system. Less for, for me personally, I think the system's good against the likes of Nottingham Forest, um, the Fulhams of this world. But in my eyes, I don't think we can play this system against the better teams, the Man Cities of this world, the Liverpools. And we'll speak about that. But very good first half. Um, Eddie and Ketia, great goal. But it all stems from a piece of skill from Gabriel Martinelli, which is out of this world. You know what? I'm going to put my hands up. I'm going to give myself a bit of a compliment. That's my favourite skill on the football pitch. A nice <laughs> little pirouette. A nice little pirouette. Um, but brilliant piece of skill. He shows his Brazilian flair. And a great finish from Eddie and Kay. I know it takes a deflection. It ricochets off a, off, a, off a defender of Nottingham Forest. But he's in the right place. He makes that little movement on, on with the right foot. And he smashes the ball in the back of the net. But it was a nice opening goal, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. It was yeah, it was a very satisfying way to open Arsenal's kind of goal scoring for the season with Martinelli's skill. It it it's it was so silky, but when Martinelli got the ball, I think he got it on the on, on the edge of the box and started running round to the wing where, where he where he normally is. And then I think I, I saw Odegaard at the um at the edge of the box like Martinelli, pass it, pass it. You got to pass it. Odegaard's completely open. He does that piece of skill, and obviously, Enketia ends up getting the ball, smashes it home. And but yeah, I'm I'm happy for Enketia because we've said many times before that when Jesus is injured, Enketia steps up to the plate. We we spoke about it. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I mean, I feel, I feel bad for Enketia sometimes. He doesn't get the time that he deserves. Etc. Etc. And I'm glad that he's he's now got this time where Jesus is unfortunately injured again, and he stepped up to the plate once again. He gets on that uh, on that goal on that goal sheet, and um, I think to be fair, that set up Arsenal very very well. I think uh, for the rest of the game because obviously it was fairly early in the game. I'm not saying it was completely early, but it was fairly early on in the game, and the fact that we were then able to to get that goal score that kind of like the rhythm going of that goal of scoring goals and the fact that I mean I I was thinking to myself like because Forest have set up in a 5-4-1 I thought oh god this is going to be such a cagey game because we've seen we saw it last season where where teams did set up in the 5-4-1 formations where we found it very very difficult to break them down and I think the structure that you were just mentioning it worked against Forest in this formation because we had more players attacking. We had the mm. we 
having three at the back, two kind of like holding midfielders and everyone else was kind of like on the attack. We saw Declan Rice, actually, he had a fair few shots as well. So he added to that as well. And the fact that we were able to do that against their back five, which I thought could be quite difficult to break down, as I just mentioned, the fact that we were then able to to get the goals going to for Eddie and Ketia to, um, for, to hit it home, that really helped us, I think, in being comfortable for the majority of the game. Otherwise, I think we would have found it very frustrating, very difficult to kind of like break them down. And I think that is thanks to the structure that you were just mentioning, the formation that we set up in, because we have the skill, we have the quality to break teams down like that. I mean, I, I just said the skill. Martinelli, obviously, with the skill that he produced, he was getting closed down by two by two players. I think their right mid and their right back, or Orient. Actually, it might have been Danilo, uh, Danilo or uh, whatever his name is, uh, and Orient. I think they both tried to close him down, and obviously Martinelli was able to squeeze through. So it was fantastic that he was able to do that. And Ketia in a bit of space, and yeah, good goal. It, it was a good goal. Uh, obviously, you say that it did take a deflection, but. Matt Turner was unable to keep it out. So, but yeah, that set us up well for the rest of the game, really. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like even though it ricochets off a defender, Eddie has to be in the right place at the right time, and he's there. And we keep speaking about Eddie and Kitty, and I'm a big fan. I like Eddie and Kitty. I think when he starts games, he impacts games, and he scores goals in vital moments in key games. I know when he's on the bench, and say for example, if we need to change a game off the bench. He's not been the best, you could say. I, I still think that's one area that he needs to improve on, coming off the bench and impacting games. But when he starts, like you can't be critical of him because he scores goals. He scores goals. He impacts defences. Um, he makes a nuisance of himself. So, look, it, it was a good finish. He was there in the right moment. And Matt Turner, um, he, couldn't, he couldn't save that. But what I liked about Arsenal's performance in the first half, I liked the hunger. I like the fact that when they lose the ball, they, they're busting a gut to win that ball back. Gabriel Martinelli, I saw him yeah. so many times when he lost the ball. He's, he's working so hard. He's tracking back. Like, he knows that he's made a mistake, but he realises that, look, I've made the mistake here. I've lost the ball. I have to go out and get that ball back. Declan yeah. Rice, he'd done it throughout the game. I thought he was excellent. I thought Thomas Partey had a very good game. Bakaya Saka... Uh, on a few occasions, he was doing it. Kai Havertz. Yeah. So you look at that hunger, and I think that shows what Arsenal have added to this team in the summer. Like, say, for example, when Nottingham Forest were hitting us on the counter-attack, 
you had you now we've got like transition monsters in terms of stopping counterattacks. William Saliba, Declan Rice. And that's what you need. You need physicality. You need players with pace. You need players that are going to bust the gut to try and get that ball back. And we suffocate teams now. We suffocate mm. teams. A few seasons ago, I never saw this in this Arsenal team. It was a bit tepid. It was a bit um, laxidaisical. Like, if we lost the ball, we were not we were not rushing to get that ball back. Now I look at this Arsenal team. I know for a fact... Declan Rice is going to be busting a leg out. William Saliba, Martin Odegaard, Bukayo Saka, Martinelli. And that's what impressed me a lot in that first half. The hunger, the desire. And I think that was a key That was a key attribute to why I think we had a very good performance in that first half. Bukayo Saka, fantastic uh, goal um, from Saka. And again, it stems from winning the ball back. The hunger, the desire. I think it was a corner kick. Yeah. Yeah, has an opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net, I think his touch is a bit poor. Not in Gum Forest, they kick it out. But what happens? Arsenal are there, the players are there, the likes of Declan Rice, etc., are there to recycle the ball back. Defensively, they're on it. Gets to Bakaya Saka. Great little uh, dart to the side. And it's, it's a brilliant hit, isn't it? It reminds me of when Iron Robin used to hit yeah. those shots for Bayern Munich back in the day. Beautiful, beautiful goal, wasn't it? Uh, it it's just what he does, really, isn't it? That's a that's a kind of like what's the word I'm looking for? That 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 is a Bukayo Saka goal. That that kind of goal where he's a, he's he's kind of like shimmying on the ball on the right hand side, and then he does a little jinx onto the uh, onto the inside. The defenders never know what he's going to do because he can use both feet. They're like, oh, is he going to go in for the cross? Which he did a lot of the time uh, in that first half. We saw him do that a lot. We saw him go down the line, cross it in with his right foot. But then he also jimmy, uh, shimmies inside as well. And he was able to do that. He was able to get away from the... Uh, he was able to shrug off the defender. And there's no stopping that. It's superb. It is so good. I, I think, yeah, Bakayo Saka, he, he's... He's one of a kind, really. Uh, it, he is just phenomenal. And he does so much for Arsenal. You were just saying with the fact that he was tracking back as well. If he'd lose the ball, even if it wasn't him losing the ball, he'd track back, but he'd get that ball back as well. He's not a bad defender. We've seen it before. He's played left back for us. He's played all over the gaff for us. So he knows what he does. He knows what he can do. He's good defensively, but he's amazing on that right-hand side. They double up. He's able to get past them. He's that good. And, yeah, that's just a kind of like perfect example of what he can do. A perfect example of a Bukayo Saka goal. There's not really any other way that I can describe that. He's, yeah, it's just amazing. And for it to be the opening game for Arsenal as well, to showcase that, it kind of like, it proves that, we're not letting it down. We're not letting the fact that Man City have won that title last season, we're not letting that down. We're going again. We're going to push hard. We're pushing hard straight from the get-go. And we're, we're just... He's he's carrying on from where we left off in the mm. Premier League last season. And I think it's a fantastic start to the Premier League for him, for Arsenal. And I think it is partially down to Saka why we've actually got this win and yeah he, he he's phenomenal really i don't really have any other words for him I th- and i think everyone else i think I, I would assume have the same kind of like opinion he yeah he's just amazing yeah it's it's a fantastic fantastic goal um 
it's a Bakaya Saka goal. I think he's added that to his game in recent seasons. Like before, you know what Bakaya Saka offers, skill, technique. He can take you one way, he can take you another. And you know he's capable of scoring goals, but he scored a great goal. I think it was against Ukraine, was it, for England? It might remember. And he scored, he scored a fantastic goal. And he, he's got that in his locker now, to hit the ball from about 25, 30 yards and to arrow it into the top corner. So, look, fantastic goal. I want to speak about uh, Jurian Timba. Uh, Mikel Ateta is doing his press conference uh, right now. Um, he was asked about uh, Jurian Timba's injury and Mikel Ateta's response was, the physio and doctors looked at him and were happy to continue straight away in the second half. He made the movement and it felt funny. We'll have to assess him. Um, I'm going to see if he's spoken about what kind of injury it was, but it was worrying, to yeah. be fair, in terms of um, the injury because no one was around him. And I've seen a lot of um, people on Twitter discussing the fact that it could be potentially an ACO. I don't think it's an ACO because the physio, you, you can tell when it's a serious injury. You can see by the facial expressions of the players, of the backroom staff. But he, he was he, at times he seemed like he was touching his calf could be yeah. a strain there is lco potentially something in the back of his leg because it was a it was it was the end of the first half when he went in for that challenge yeah and he obviously it's, it's half time straight away obviously the backroom physio team must have looked at that injury and thought he was okay to carry on but yeah, we can't we can't afford to lose Jurian Timber for um, a hefty amount of time because he's a vital cog to Arsenal system. You look at him today again. I think he's he's got a good relationship so early on with Declan yeah. Rice. Like Declan Rice, they got a good understanding in terms of where Jurian Timber is going to occupy uh, spaces in the game. He knows when Declan Rice is going to move, etc. And they've got that fluidity so early on. But yeah, it, it was worrying because no nobody was near him. But how how did you see it? Yeah, it it is a massive massive shame. I think it it didn't look amazing because as you said, yeah, that it, it wasn't like he was going in for a tackle. It wasn't like someone tackled him. He was just kind of like backing off with the ball, and then all of a sudden he grabs his leg and goes down. And yeah, I, I agree. He was. It, it did seem like he was grabbing his calf. Um, but it did seem a bit further up it, it, in his calf. So it did look back of the knee, top of the calf kind of thing. So I don't really know what that means. Hopefully it is his calf. The commentators were saying, hopefully it is his calf instead of his knee, because if it is a calf, then hopefully it's just a strain or a pull with a calf muscle. Um, but yeah, I completely agree. We can't really afford to to lose him for such a long period of time because we've already seen what he can do. He showcased what he can do for us. We know what he's like already, mm. and he's phenomenal. We saw we saw him against uh, City, obviously, and he. I mean, I think he got Arsenal's player of the match. He got my yeah. player of the match anyway. He he was he was fantastic that whole game. He was popping up left, right, and centre. He was just consistently winning the ball for Arsenal and keeping Man City out and I mean he was he was doing really well against Forrest today as well he was he was calm he was composed consistently winning the ball for Arsenal I think he gave it away a couple of times but even so as you were mentioning the hunger the desire of Arsenal in this game it didn't actually matter we were able to get the ball back um but yeah with his tackle it's weird because the tackle it didn't really seem 
I couldn't figure out what kind of where he would have hurt himself in that tackle. In more... know, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like an ACL. Exactly, exactly. It looks like if if it's going to be anything, it looks like either it's a dead leg. That's mm. what I hope. Out of all the injuries that it could possibly be, yeah, um, a calf injury because he was holding his calf as well. And if yeah. worst case scenario, probably an LCO because he's holding mm. the back of his knee. Yeah, not not the front. Not the yeah, front. exactly. Yeah. The the tackle that happened at the uh, be- just before first half that seemed more like a clash yeah, than yeah. a you stretch too far yeah, or exactly. he's planted his foot weirdly. It did it did seem more like a clash, and that's where he probably just got. I think he just hurt his shin or or mm. something like that, which is why the physio looked at him at half time and said, "Okay, yeah, you're okay to carry on." I think I think that they're a bit unrelated. I don't think that there's anything to do with it. Maybe maybe they are related. Maybe as you said, it was a bit of a dead leg, and then he's planted his foot weirdly, and because he, his leg's gone a bit weak, it's then kind of like buckled or something like that. It did seem. Hopefully, it is the calf, and hopefully, it is just a pulled muscle or a strain because. It didn't look like he even planted it funny mm. either. It didn't look like he planted his foot weird. So then it he he wouldn't have had any kind of like wiggle room for his knee to to buckle or to kind of like go skew if essentially. Mm. So it that that didn't really look like that. It was more of he's just planting his foot and it's possibly that the foot's kind of like gone like that on the floor, kind of like that. So it means that the calf is just a little bit strained. Hopefully it's that. Yeah. Um, no. I can't really see it being an ACL. It yeah. didn't look like it. As you said, worst case scenario, maybe an LCL. Yeah. Fingers crossed it's not bad because, as I just mentioned, he's a fantastic player already for us. And mm. we've mentioned before, well, you've mentioned specifically, you, you said that he is arguably the best sum, the best signing of the summer. And you can argue and you continue you can continue to argue that, but the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if he continues to play. So mm. yeah, fingers crossed, it's not too bad. Yeah, fingers crossed. I just think from the medical point of view, it could it could seem a bit... It's, it's a negligence, isn't it? Like, if, if you know someone's picked up an injury, assess him properly, but it seems that they think that he was all right. I think it's probably Timbers basically said to them, look, I'm, I'm okay to carry on. But I think... At the end of the day, it's the medical team's um, responsibility to say, no, look, you picked up a knock here. We don't want to risk aggravating it. We've got a player on the bench in terms of Tommy Yasu that can come in and we won't risk that injury. So fingers crossed that it's not serious um, because, yeah, he's a vital cog to Arsenal system so early on. And it's like hilarious to say that because he's just been here for the past month or so. But yeah, I don't think he should have come on in the second half if he mm. picked up that knock. But fingers crossed it's all okay. Um, I want to speak about, I don't know who to speak about first. Let's speak about Kai Havertz because there's a lot of comments um, in the chat, um, some applauding him, some being critical of his performance. I think in midfield, let's speak about his performance from midfield. Personally, for myself, I think in terms of defensively, I thought he was very good. Um from midfield, I thought he he was winning his duels. He had that defensive responsibility, and he was working hard off the ball. I think on the ball, what I want to see more from Kai Havertz going forwards, he needs to show more for the ball in a way. At times, again, I don't want to be too harsh on him and too critical because he needs to be more accustomed to the players, the way of Arsenal's uh, the way they play. 
the way they move, etc. But at times I was seeing him and he seems a bit nervous asking mm. for the ball, asking for the ball. Like you look at Odegaard, you look at even Declan Rice. He's always asking for the ball. He's always showing for the ball. Yeah, fair enough. Declan Rice may pass the ball backwards or he may pass it sideways, but he's asking for the ball. And I think that is one that was one thing I was looking at Kai Havertz's performance from midfield. And I was a bit like, yeah, you need to, you need to do more from an attacking point of view. I thought when he moved up front towards the latter stages of the game, I thought he'd done very well, to be fair. I thought he relieved a lot of pressure when we conceded that goal. Like, there's a lot of nerves in and around the stadium. And what we'd done well with Kai Havertz, he made himself a nuisance in that number yeah. nine positions. Like, say, for example, we're kicking the ball up. We've got someone there who's more physical, who can use his body, who can who can basically go in the channels, who can interlink with Bukayo Saka. And I thought he relieved the pressure well. But what was your take on his overall performance? I think it was okay. It Maybe, yes, in the midfield, maybe he could have tried to show kind of like show into a bit of space a, a bit more often maybe kind of like demand the ball because you said with um yeah. Declan Rice etc he's demanding the ball that's it just showing like, for the ball more show for the ball and demand it it's not just the fact oh you got to ask for it you've got to demand the ball you've got to make sure that you you're in that space you look around you and you not and you've got to try and make sure that you can get that ball, you can play it forward, you can get forward and do something with the team. And to be fair, I think I think he actually played all right. I, no. I, there wasn't anything for me yeah. perfectly that he did wrong. It was an effective performance. It, like, exactly. Nothing, nothing too sexy, nothing too bad in a way. It's, it's, yeah, like, exactly. a, it's, it's like a good performance. Yeah, it, there's, so yeah, much, it was... there's so much more that you can improve on, mm. most definitely, especially the fact that we paid £65 million I want to see him impacting games in terms of creating chances, scoring goals, etc. But I thought his effort—you can't, you can't question his effort against Nottingham yeah, Forest. He, he, he didn't do, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong there. Maybe he could have added a couple of things to his game in terms of what I just mentioned, showing for the ball, etc. But even so, he didn't do anything wrong when he was getting the ball. He he might have lost the ball, but we but he got it back and he was able to uh, overturn the possession again. And I think the passes he was able to get off most of them, and he was every so often he was popping up in different spaces, and he was that player that kind of like I think that this is what the story of Havertz will be this season. I think he's going to be one of those players that will pop up and help Arsenal just carry on. He's a, I think he's going to be a consistent player that doesn't do much wrong, but he doesn't, but he might, he might um, do something attacking wise for the team. He might, yeah, he might get a few goals, assists, but he's one of those players that might pop up in a different position. Uh, he's got, he, rem- he, reminds me, he reminds me of Ozil. Sorry. Like yeah. from the fan base point of view, without a doubt throughout the season, there's going to be, fans who like Kai Havertz and there's going to be fans which are not on board with Kai mm-hmm. Havertz. I can see already from yeah. the first game. I can see on the first game. And I'm not sitting here saying that he doesn't have to improve. He doesn't have to improve. He does have yeah, to improve because you paid so much money for him. But I think judging his performance today and calling it rubbish or calling it crap, like there was one bit of piece of um, um, move that Arsenal done and I think when he asked for the ball, Kai Havertz, yeah. and I think it was down 
Um, I don't know whether it's down the right-hand side or the left-hand side. And he asked for the ball from one of the players. And it was a nice ball over the top. And he played a lovely crossing to yeah. Eddie Nketiah, which the Nottingham Forest uh, defence uh, snuffled it out. That was him asking for the ball. Exactly. And I thought he needs to do more of that. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I do. I do think he needs to do more of that. And you saw it in the second half as well. Uh, I think it was when Declan Rice hit the post. Um, yeah. He had the ball on that right hand side in the box. He demanded the ball, and then you see, and then he he held the ball. He didn't do anything rash. He held the ball. You saw Odegaard make his run, and he waited. The defenders all kind of like bundled into the box. But then that left a load of space out on the edge of the box for Declan Rice. He sees the pass. He makes the pass. Perfectly weighted pass as well. And Matt Turner just made a really good save. I think it made a little bit of a deflection. Matt Turner gets a good save off, hits the post, and then it goes out. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think he he will be that consistent player that does pop up every so often for Arsenal in goal contributions, but then just a player that keeps the team ticking. Like Odegaard, you saw last year, he he did that, but then also contribute to goals. And I think, yes, he might do that again this season, but I think Havertz will kind of like take a bit more responsibility in in doing that, keeping the kind of like team ticking, keeping us going, keeping up, working us up and down the pitch. Uh, and... I think that that might be more of what he does when he plays in midfield. When he's up front, I think we will be seeing a lot of hold-up play, seeing him chase for the ball, because we saw it in the second half when he played up front uh, against Willie Bolly. Ball was, ball was hoofed up front, and then he chased it down, and he was able to get it. And, I mean, yes, it might have been a handball, but Willie Bolly actually pushed him in the back which is why he had to kind of like get his arm up to actually control the ball. If that were, if the push wasn't there, then he would have actually been able to chest it down and then continue. But even so, he was that one to chase the ball down, get the ball, and then keep on running on. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get a shot off because I think Kiyate, it was that um, uh, closed him down, was able to tackle him. But as you mentioned, he, he was a nuisance for their back line. He was, he, he got them a bit nervous. He kept, he had to, the, the way that he was playing, it kind of kept their defenders on their toes and they had to be on their toes because he would pop up, chase the ball down and actually put pressure on that defence and the, and Matt Turner. So, yeah, there were, I don't think there was anything wrong with the performance that he did today. I, I think he had a very, I think he had a good performance, just good, just a good performance, a consistent performance. Mm. And I, I reckon that that will happen a lot for Havertz this season um, especially when he plays in midfield maybe he'll get a few goals hopefully he'll get a few goals but I I, I think I wouldn't I, I obviously want a lot to happen for him I want it to be completely extravagant but I don't think that that will happen I, I'm not expecting him to have a completely extravagant season as I mentioned I think that he's just going to be a, a consistently good player for us With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, look, given the benefit of the doubt, 
I think you're still looking at a player which um, is lacking a bit of confidence, I think, mm. right now. Um, and I think he needs to come out of his show with Kai Havertz. And that's what that's what I expect him to do in the upcoming months, to come out of his show, um, to be more fluid in the final thirds. And he'll get there. He'll get there. But look, I think with Arsenal fans, it's always a case of they, they, they want a player to basically go bang instantly like in terms of they want to see an instant impact. That's fair enough, but it doesn't work like that. Football yeah. doesn't work like that. There's going to be players that take a bit more time to get accustomed to things, and there's going to be players that are on it straight away, such as uh, and Timba. So, look, it was a good performance, I agree. Um, and uh, I think that, that that's that's what we should say about that. Declan Rice, I thought he, he had a very good performance, yeah. to be fair. Uh, I thought he got stronger as the game went on. So, surprisingly, I thought he got better when we conceded the goal. Mm. To Forest. I thought he was all over the pitch. Uh, he was pressing well. He was winning his duels defensively. I thought he looked strong. And another, on another day, he scores on his Emirates debut. If it's not for um, Matt Turner saving onto the post. And he had another shot, um, which followed after that, which I think Matt Turner saves that. But a good performance from Declan Rice. Yeah, 100%. It is a shame that he didn't actually get his goal because that would have been fantastic to be able to get um, get a goal on the opening, uh, well, his his Premier League debut for Arsenal. Uh, and that, that would have been a great story, wouldn't it? But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But for Declan Rice, that he, yes, I know that I was saying that Havertz kind of like uh, when Declan Rice hit the post, Havertz kind of, when he waited for the defend for the defenders to flood into the box and that kind of opened up space for Declan Rice, he would pop. Declan Rice pops up in those positions. He pops up in those moments. He was completely free in the box where he he, he scuffed the the shot. It was kind of like a half volley, I think it was, um, where that you just mentioned where Matt Turner saved it. On another day, if he hits that perfectly, that's in the back of the net. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen. But he pops up in those positions and. He's fantastic defensively. He he recovers very, very well. He's quick, strong, physical. He's really good on the ball as well. We saw him actually drive the ball forward for Arsenal, try and have a... He had a little run on the ball. He got fouled. And then the whole team is able to move up. And I think that's what Declan Rice will offer us. He will offer the the brilliance in defence, the the tracking back, the recoveries, the interceptions, etc. He'll offer us that. But then when he get when he actually intercepts those balls, he'll push Arsenal forward. If he gets fouled, then the whole team's able to push up. If he doesn't, he continues and then the team can push up with him kind of thing. And yeah, that is what he will offer us. And that's that's what we've needed. With Partey last season, he was he he would intercept and he would tackle, but then he would pass it instead of actually drive Arsenal forward. Yes, he'd do it every so often, but we saw the stats last season of Declan Rice and Partey, the kind of like comparison, and we saw that Declan Rice did that a lot more, and he had a lot more interceptions, uh, ball turnovers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yeah, Declan Rice was able to do that fantastically. But as I said, yeah, unfortunately, he wasn't able to to get that goal. He wasn't. Unfo- it, it was unfortunate that that uh, didn't happen. But on another day, and I'm sure we'll see that other day come. I reckon he'll actually put a couple, maybe, in the back of the net because he had those chances. He had he had possibly three chances that he could have actually scored. Unfortunately, well, he came close in two of them. 
So you never know. Maybe we'll see him actually on the double, maybe even a hat trick at, at some point this season. Um, fingers crossed for that uh, for that day to come. But yeah, I, I, he'll. That's the thing with Declan Rice. He'll offer us a few goals, but then also just fantastically defensive wise as well. Yeah, definitely. I thought I thought he was very good. I thought he was very good. Um, I thought the second half performance. It lacked a bit of ruthlessness from um, the side. I think in games like this, it's important to get the third goal to kill the game so the opponent doesn't have a sniff to, in terms of coming back. And I think Arsenal, that's the next step for this Arsenal team to kill games. I saw Manchester City last night against Burnley. Um, great start. Erling Haaland scored um, both opening goals. But in the second half, they killed the game. They grabbed yeah. the third goal. So they didn't allow Burnley to have an opportunity to come back into the game, to cause problems or pose problems towards the final 10 minutes. And I think Arsenal and Arteta, that's one thing they need to learn a lot, that if there's an opportunity to kill to kill teams, to hurt teams, to punish teams, you need to do it. Because the Premier League, it's, um, it's a tough old league. It's a tough old league. And if you're not on it, as Alanga proved, it's a great run. Teams can punish you. Teams yeah. can hurt you. So, yeah, ruthlessness. Uh, would you agree with that? Like, it, it was a sloppy second half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was quite sloppy. But even so, it still felt really comfortable. Even though it was sloppy, we still did feel quite... I, I felt quite comfortable until they made those subs. And then the game completely changed. It was like we got too comfortable in the system that Forrest set up. And then when they when they changed their system, when they changed their uh, when they made those subs, that offered for us something different. And then Arsenal were kind of it seemed like Arsenal were taken aback. We didn't quite know what to do quickly enough to to, to obviously stop their goal. Um, I think Ben White might. I think he fell asleep a little bit. He was uh, he was dropping off. He he did check his shoulder. But I can't, I can't remember the striker the striker's name that scored the goal. But even so, he he kind of. He took advantage of the fact that Ben White, he kind of fell asleep. He looked behind him, continued to kind of like move backwards. And then he popped up in front of him and got that goal. And as I said, that we weren't used to that. We, with Ben Johnson, is it Ben Johnson, his name? Well, Johnson there, uh, he played up front for... Brennan for Johnson. Brennan yeah, Johnson. Uh, he, um, he played up front for Fordham in the first half. And that's not his natural position. He's normally on the wing. And he wasn't quite used to being up front. Whereas when they kind of like brought that striker on and out and out striker, their uh, top goal scorer from last season, he would pop up in that gut. He would pop up in that position and get a goal. And yeah, as I said, Arsenal did fall asleep a little bit. I think we were taken aback at how quick Alanga was as well on that on that break and how quick Nottingham Forest were on that break. And we weren't quite ready for it. And I think in that situation, we need to be ready for whatever scenario to happen. We need to be ready for that change in structure of the opposition. We need to be ready for that. And unfortunately, we weren't. But then we started to get used to it. We started to get used to their attacking play. And then that's where you saw us actually have a chance, have a few chances in the opposition half and kind of like break play up. But we saw it last season with Fulham where, uh, when we were away. We won 3-0. We killed the game off in the first half. The second half, nothing happened. We were just comfortable on the ball. Nothing happened. Nothing silly. And that's what we should have done here. We should have, well, I'm not saying the first half, but we should have killed the game off. We should have got that third goal. 
And then we wouldn't have been in that shaky scenario where they've scored a goal, they get one more goal, and and we've lost and we've dropped two points. Mm. We need to, we we should have got that third goal. It was unfortunate that we didn't, but even so, even though that it was unfortunate, we still had to push for it. We still need to do that. Obviously, be wary that they're obviously going to be attacking, and if we push up too far, then that might kind of be our downfall. But even so, we need to be ready for that. And I think. I've, I do think today will actually be a lesson as well for Arsenal. You keep, you continue to learn every single game. And I think today will be quite a big lesson that we can't switch off when there's a change in system in the opposition team. Yeah, definitely. Carlito in the comments says, I was told Gabriel on the bench was tactical. Yeah, it was. Um, Arteta um, decided to tweak the formation for this game. So not an injury worry for Gabriel or because obviously he came on um, towards the end of the game. Um, but final thoughts? I think, as I just said, it, it, it's a lear- it's a it's a lesson that we've just learned today. I think we, it was comfortable, but then we need to keep we need to stay comfortable. And the only way that we can stay comfortable with a two nil win with a two nil lead is by getting that third goal and kill the game off. We need to be that ruthless team that kills games off when we can. We need to take our chances when we can, and. As I said, yeah, it's a lesson, and I think that we will see that often now in the Premier League this uh, this season. I think that we will be, we will will try and be a bit more ruthless and kill those games off because today shouldn't have been. We shouldn't have been nervous at the end, as you mentioned, eighty percent possession in that first half. That's a fantastic stat. They had no chances whatsoever. They had one chance where, to be fair, they probably should have scored. Mm. Even so. There wasn't really anything else that they could have done, and we should have kept it that way. Um, so, yeah, I think comfortable the whole game until the last 10, 20 minutes, unfortunately. But, yeah, we need to make sure that we stay comfortable when the majority of it is. Yeah, imagine when we drop some points. Looking at some of these comments in the chat box. <laughs> imagine when we drop some points. Oof. Honestly, honestly. Crazy. But listen, we won the game. Uh, three points. It's the perfect way to start the season. Um, you're going to see teams dropping points on the opening weekend. So I'm glad Arsenal are not going to be one of those teams. But look, we won the game. Three points. There's a lot to improve on. I'm not saying that. Of course there is. You want to be at that level where Manchester City are. But look, three points is all that matters for this game. We got the job done. We move on to Crystal Palace um, next Monday, I think it is. Monday Night Football. So it should be an interesting uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. should be an interesting watch. But Charlie, thank you for jumping on. I'm just laughing because I'm looking at these comments. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, some of them are a bit obscure let's just say that i'll keep it <laughs> we love that yeah. we love it we love it we yeah. love it like i said before you can interact you could you could say what you feel i don't mind i don't mind <laughs> i may not agree with it but i don't mind i love it i love it but yeah charlie thanks for jumping on thank you for having me thank you for everyone watching and listening and hopefully we can get a winning streak going and keep at the stay at the top of the table yeah fingers crossed indeed but if you have enjoyed the show make sure to drop a like if you haven't enjoyed the show still drop a like (laughs) make sure to keep following us down the arsenal way